0: As states in Joshua 1 9 and I command you be strong and steadfast do not fear nor be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go you are listening to one percent or less with him on his hard line thank you for joining us let's get started Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to His Hard Line. You are listening to 1% or less with him. I am Jason Jones, your co-host with God and Jesus Christ as the host. This is their platform. They are in charge. They are the boss. They are the CEO of uh, this nothingness we call a podcast, but it is something great because it does belong to them and they are the ones behind the wheel. So welcome. It is Saturday, April 16th, 2022. And I hope everybody is having a great start to their weekend. I know I am because I am back at home and it is so good to be back at home. Let me tell you what, I missed my bed. I missed my coffee maker. I missed my little 2011 Ford Fusion. It's all dented up by my daughter's you know, by my daughter from my wife's car that sits next to it in the garage. I'm, I just missed it all. <laughs> so I am just so happy to be back home. It's home is just great. And you know, it's not just being physically in the home. I mean, you know how they say, you know, your family is where your home is. Well, if I had my family with me, I wouldn't have really honestly missed my home as much. I'm would have been glad to have my wife and daughter with me. And sometimes they, they would go. Um, but just this case, I, we didn't just, <clears throat> you know, um, it was just two weeks, but wasn't sure, you know, two weeks when you're, when you're a stay at home mom and you're homeschooling two weeks in a hotel can be quite crammed, you know? So anyway, but anyway, um, so today we're going to be reading out of the book of Deuteronomy chapter 28. We're going to be reading, uh, chapters one through 14, but first we are going to read, let me see here. So, cause in the. Let's see, in the uh, devotional, it does say to read, let's see here, Deuteronomy 26, 27, and 28. So what we're going to do is we're going to actually kind of go through Deuteronomy chapter 28, 1 through 14. Actually, we're probably going to do a little bit more than that. Let's see here. We'll probably do, yeah, okay, yeah, we're going to do 1 through 14 because that's a pretty nice little snippet. So it reads... And this is uh, the subtitle of this is Blessings for the Obedience. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, I am not a Bible scholar. I'm not ordained. I'm not a priest. I'm not a Bible expert. I'm just a man who is reading along with you. I'm still trying to figure this out myself. I'm trying to ask for discernment, ask for prayer, you know, to help me figure out what I'm reading. Because, again, it can get very challenging some things go over my head and I know things will go over your head. Excuse me. I had to take a sip of my coffee before it got cold. And so just keep that in mind. Sometimes I stumble and struggle through this as anybody would. It's the Bible. It's like one of the most, you know, not only one of the most prophetic books in the world, but, you know, it's one of the most. Um, it's one of the most truthful books in the world if not the truthful book in the world so and there's a lot of there's a lot of truth in here so and sometimes truth is not always easy to accept or read so it reads for the blessing of for obedience and also another side note i read out of the nabre the new american bible revised edition that's my favorite why because it has the seven uh missing books the uh I believe they're called the Apocrypha books uh, from the Hebrew uh, versions, um, which has like you know one and two Maccabees, um, the Book of Wisdom. Um, you know, there's there's you know obviously four others there. That's fleeting my mind at the moment, but um, at the end of the day, I like that one. I like the the Bible that has all seventy three books. Um, so that's just my own preference. A lot of people like NIV, a lot of people like NASB, you know, 95 edition, everybody's got their own thing, but you know, I've read them all. I got King James version. I have a NASB 95 edition. So I have those two. I just prefer to read out of the NABRE one. So you guys can choose whatever you want. Now the blessing for obedience and it reads now, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord, your God, carefully observing all his commandments, which I give you today, the Lord, your God will set you high above on all nations on earth. All these blessings will come upon you and overwhelm you when you obey the voice of the Lord, your God, may you be blessed in the day and blessed in the country, blessed in the fruit of your womb, the produce of your soil and the offspring of your livestock, the issue of your herds, and the young of your flocks. Blessed be the green basket and your kneading bowl. May you have in your coming, in and blessed, in your going out. Now with regards to victory and prosperity... It reads: The Lord will beat down before you before you the enemies that rise up against you. They will come out against you from one direction and flee before you in seven. The Lord will affirm and ble- affirm the blessing upon you on your hearts and on all your undertakings. He will bless you in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. The Lord will establish you as a holy people, as He swore you. If you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways, all the peoples of the earth will see that the name of the Lord is proclaimed over you, and they will be afraid of you. The Lord will generously increase the fruit of your womb, the offspring of your livestock, and the produce of your soil upon the land which the Lord swore to your ancestors he would give you. The Lord will open up for you, his rich storehouse the heavens to give your land rain in due season and to bless all the works of the hands of your hands excuse me you will lend to many nations but borrow from none the lord will make you the head not the tail the top not the bottom if you obey the commandments of the lord your god which i am giving you today observing them carefully not turning aside either to the right or to the left from any of the words which I am giving you today, following other gods and serving them. And that concludes the reading of Deuteronomy chapter 28. Wait, let me make sure I'm reading this right. Yep, excuse me, 28 verses Mm -hmm. 1 through 14. And so with this morning's devotional, let me just take another sip, last sip of my coffee actually, excuse me. Okay, that's good stuff. I missed my coffee here. So, for this April 16th devotional, at the top of this page, and by the way, in case I didn't read it, I bought this devotional in Kentucky. We went to the Creation Museum. It was awesome. And I found this devotional has nothing to do with the creation museum. Oh, maybe it does, but I I bought this and I thought it was really cool. It's called the, in the title on the front of it says, my comfort is Jesus. A 365 daily devotional for morning and evening. And, um, just trying to read here. Wanted to see if there's an actual author, author, if there's just like multiple authors that kind of help out with this. Hmm. Anyway, I'll find it. But it's such a good devotional. I love this devotional. It's a great, great book. And so Blessings of Obedience. And it reads the the, the the verse that it highlights is Deuteronomy twenty-eight and then verse one, and it says, It shall come to pass if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you. High above all nations of the earth. Now it says uh, the portion of Scripture lists promises from the God who cannot lie. And lying lips are an abomination to Him. The Scripture says it's impossible for Him to deceive, and you can see that from uh, you can uh, read that in Hebrews six eighteen. It is impossible for Him to deceive, so He will keep to every last letter of every promise that he lays out here. God lays down simple ground rules for the blessings of health, strength, love, laughter, joy, and pleasure. But the way to dissipate all these promises is simply not to believe them. The way to receive is simply to believe. The same applies to the gospel. God promises joy forever, upon, more upon our trust and obedience. Isaiah began his incredible Masonic, messianic prophecy with, Who has believed our report, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? And that was in Isaiah 53.1. It's so simple that a child can understand it. As the famous old hymn says, Trust and obey, for there is no other way. And that's the stumbling block for the proud and evil world. Faith takes humility. And the prayer at the bottom says, Father, I believe every word you have spoken in Scripture. Help me walk in obedience to it. And that is this morning's devotional. Excuse me. I do like this devotional a lot. And there is no, let me see here. Where did I see it? I do, I, I do love that. That's a great hymn. Trust and obey, for there is no other way, and that, and that's the stumbling block for the proud and, and evil world. Faith takes humility. Is that not the truth? Let me tell you. Wow, that is powerful. Because when you know when you have pride, and there's an ego within you, I'm gonna tell you right now. There's, that means there's no room for Jesus. I mean, I could see why pride is one of the seven deadly sins. Because when you have pride, that means you think that your ways are above all others. That you have figured it out. And that you're the one that supersedes all else, including God and Jesus Christ. And let me tell you, no one can supersede God and Jesus Christ. I don't care who you are. I don't care... What you've achieved, or what station in life you are at—I don't care iota about any of that. I don't care if you happen to be the rightful president and ruler of the world. I will look at you and say, "Uh-uh, buddy, you better stay in your lane." Because you know what? My God, my Father in Heaven—he, I tell you, he's gonna smack you down like a squ- like a little ant. You're nothing. Just remember, you may think you have dominion all over the world, but at the end of the day, he will smack you down. And pride, let me tell you, pride's a very dangerous thing. Pride has taken down many men and women, but many men. Well, Jason, how so? Well... I haven't really told you this story and I'm not going to get into it now because of the time, but, and it's for a different discussion, but there was a man that I once knew and he did very well monetarily, fiscally, you know, he made a lot of money. He knew how to make a lot of money. I mean, we're talking an income of anywhere between like 30 and 40,000 a month. And to a lot of us, that's an annual income. A lot of money, sometimes more than that. The guy knew how to make a lot of money and he did it for very long And, and, and for so long. And it wasn't an immoral way of making money. Believe it or not, I actually worked for him. And basically all it was was lead generation for colleges, online schools, online. That's all it was. Wasn't anything illegal. But the man made so much money and he had such a good lifestyle. And to really make a long story short, things got tough for him. He was uh, doing other joint uh, business ventures, again legal, lawful, right. Uh, He's trying to get a software company going with another guy out of Chicago, and then another guy who is a programmer. And anyway, he tried getting that going, and he was funneling a lot of his profits and money from his original business over to that. And and again, I'm not going to get into the t- too much details, but the bottom line is back to the whole pride thing. <clears throat> He was a very proud man and he was, you know, um, he was a very smart man. And when things were falling apart around him and he was a Jewish man. Now he wasn't really a practicing Jewish man, but we have had a couple conversations and obviously me being a Christian and him being a Jew, we both had different, uh, beliefs when it came to Christ, right? And so, you know, at the end of the day, his pride was starting to get taken down and his ego was starting to get, and I shouldn't even say he had an ego because he was a very kind man. He would give you anything if he had asked him. Like he was a good, good, kind, giving man. So let me preface that by saying that no matter how much money the man made, he was still a humble man. And he was a kind man. In fact, he was one of my, I would consider one of my good friends. And he was also my late stepfather. Um, or he was my stepfather. He's now, you know, he's he's since passed on. And I looked at him as a mentor because he was just a very good guy. And pride, as things started falling apart around him, think pride got in his way and he didn't know what to do and at the end of the day again back to that last statement in that devotional right where it says in the stumbling block for the proud and that's the stumbling block for the proud and evil world faith takes humility again two different faiths right jewish christian i don't know where exactly his faith really lied but at the end of the day the devil took root in his soul because he ended up deciding to take his own life because he, he was so proud of what he had accomplished. And now he was struggling week after week after week. I mean, this was an ongoing thing and I'll get more in an elaborate details in a different conversation down the road. When, when I find it upon my heart presses upon me to, speak more about it. But at the end of the day, his pride got in and I could tell, you know, we, we could tell that Satan was at work there and it was like, you know what? You, you can't do this. You'll never get out of this. You're in deep. Now as just end it all. And because of pride, again, one of the seven deadly sins, keyword deadly He ended up taking his own life and for me to find him. I have since recovered from that trauma. And I will talk more about that in detail on a different show. But what's the point here? The point is stay obedient to God trust his commands, trust what he's got in store for you and push pride and ego and everything aside. You don't have it all figured out. God does. You don't. And when you come to grips that God has all that figured out, I promise when you give complete surrender of your life to the father in heaven and accept Christ in your heart, I promise you it is life changing for the better life-changing, okay? So if you're struggling out there, if you feel like life is kicking you while you're already down, if you feel like there is no way out, believe me and let me be here to tell you, I don't know who needs to hear this. There is a way out. God always provides a way out. You just have to have the will within you to search for it. You know, it's like in the book of Sun Tzu, the art of war, it even teaches in there when you, when you surround the enemy, always leaving out why I believe it's to give a fair chance for the enemy to retreat. Well, much like God, because again, the enemy is surrounding us, right? Now, the enemy knows no limits or bounds. So th- if the enemy has anything to do with it, he's going to surround us 360 degrees all around us with no way out. But guess what? God, being the loving father that he is, he knows what the enemy will do. He knows he, the enemy, this particular enemy, because of its evil nature, is not going to leave it out. God will f- make that way out for you. You just have to find that doorway out. Why? Because we have a loving God. He's not going to fix matters for you just like that. You have to be a participatory agent in your own rescue. And so God is helping you by creating it out. You have to find that out. And I promise you will figure it out if you have the will within you. You just have to set pride and ego aside You do matter and you have gifts within you that God gave you that you still have to tap into. I don't care who you are. I don't care where you live. I don't care what your economic status is. I don't care where you work. I don't care if you're a trash man. I don't care if you live in a trailer park or if you live in the most prestigious home. I don't care if you're homeless. I don't care if you're a God-fearing man or you're an atheist. I don't care who you are. We all matter. We're all God's children. And that is what we try to teach here at his hard line and that's what I often try to live and I stumble with it believe me but here at his hard line I want everybody to get inspired I want everybody to get encouraged you have a gift within you God gave you that gift tap into that gift dig deep inside and realize that you will struggle yet and you will stumble listen I stumble you know what way I stumble I'll tell you what way I stumble again as a truck driver sometimes I can have a potty mouth my mouth was being all sorts of nasty filthy and when I say nasty filthy I don't mean perverted but like just you know naughty bad words me and my coworker Matthew you know we're like brothers we're always picking on each other and you know And, and, and of course, then we realized later on, like, we would have then our deep, you know, biblical discussions later on at the hotel. We'd have coffee there in a lobby, and we'd just discuss things. He's like, you know, he goes, I tell you, I had to ask, and I told him, I said, I had to ask forgiveness the other day. I'm like, man, I'm like, God, forgive me for some of my stupid words. I'm like, I know better. But, you know, when you're bantering among brothers, you know, it's just sometimes stupid words come out. But words have matter though. I shouldn't say stupid words. All words have meaning, right? And what comes out the tongue will show what's in the heart. And so that's not really what's in my heart. I really try to make sure that I always ask God and Christ, hey, be in my heart, guide my heart, lead my heart, search my heart. And so anyway, I just felt like I had to say all that for you guys. Remember, pride. When pride's in your life, there's no room for Christ. Set pride aside and ask Christ to come in. With all that, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you yet again, over and over again, for another day. Good health. Thank you for our family. Thank you for our home. Thank you for the roof over our head and the clothes on our back and the food in our cupboards. Thank you for companionship in our marriages. And for those that are single out there, thank you for the companionship that you have with them. So that they can get to know themselves more. Because like I heard in another sermon, you can't give with with you know, you can't give out what you don't have for yourself. You have to be able to enjoy the company of your own self and love your own self, not in a conceited and vain way, but in a in a way that Christ would, to accept oneself so that you can love someone else when you get in that union of marriage. And we thank you so very much for your good book and for this weekend and what it is and and for the resurrection of Jesus that we're gonna celebrate tomorrow. And we do say, thank you for giving us that wonderful gift, your son, who came down from heaven to die for all of our sins, even though we're a bunch of stupid, ignorant, arrogant, thoughtless group of people by and large. Yes, I speak about us all as a collective, not everybody, but you know, as a collective, we are. And it's just amazing that Christ would still die on that cross for us. Cause he knew we knew not what we were doing and probably still don't. But we, I pray for that awakening that people start coming to you, God, and realize the importance of you and have them set you at the top of that throne in their own mind and in their own heart where you rightfully belong in your Holy son's name, Jesus Christ. We pray. Amen. That's all I have for today. I know these podcasts are beginning longer. I might have to change the name of this uh, to like, you know, 2% or less with him. But you know what? Hey, I'm still going to keep it one because, again, one, there's only one God. But number two, um, you know, sometimes it's not going to be restrained to just 15 minutes. Sometimes if I get on a tangent on something that I feel is important, I'm going to keep it going. So maybe we'll call it a 1% plus, you know, 1% or less plus with Him, right? So when you see the plus sign in there, you can better believe that it's probably going to go beyond 15 minutes. That's all there is to it. Or you can just look at the timestamp that's next to it and see that it's, oh, it's a 25 minute podcast. Jason must have been on one a day. (laughs) So anyway, I hope you all have a blessed day. And remember, God loves you. Jesus loves you. He died for you. For you. Yeah, you and me and your family. Okay. Don't forget the real reason why we celebrate Easter. It's not about Easter bunnies, Easter eggs, Easter baskets, candy, and kids finding, you know, Easter eggs. Yeah, it's fun to watch them do that. But remember, that's all pagan. It's a pagan ritual. And I've been trying to teach my my wife about that. And I said, it seems innocent, but if you actually look at the history, it's actually very paganistic. I don't like it. Just like Santa in Christmas. I don't like it the fat man in red. I'm sorry. Some of you may hate me for saying that, but that's also a very paganistic, uh, you know, um, thing. So different topic for a different day, maybe closer to December, just saying or July. If you're one of those that likes to celebrate Christmas in July, (laughs) which I don't know. I, I heard that Jesus was actually really born in July. I'm not sure how true that is, but I'd like to look further into that see if there's any validity to that. I'd like to see the proof, um, but that's what I heard. And, you know, I don't know, um, again, like anything, you know, um, I guess trust, but verify, right? All right. That's enough of me jabbling. It's 27 minutes. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. I need a healing to Helena, shut up. All right. Let's remember, God loves you all. All right. And have a blessed day. We'll see you later.